Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode today. I wanted to share with you today something that has been coming up pretty frequently as I'm working with people and I feel like this is something that I hope will help a lot of people who are maybe newer on the journey or who are actually taking steps right now to get help and to resolve this challenge that's happening in the relationship and overcome the addiction and repair the damage that it's it's caused and I hope that this helps to kind of make sense a little bit more about this process and why maybe it takes as long as it does for somebody to get started. So the, one of the main questions that I think a lot of women will have as I work with them in the very beginning is, would he have ever changed if he never got caught? If I didn't catch him, this would still be going on. So whether she asks me that question, whether she asks her husband that question, that's a big question that I think is it's, it's worth giving that the attention it needs to really get an understanding and an answer to that. And so that's what I wanted to share with you today to kind of help you navigate this, uh, what can be an impasse for people. And so there's a couple different scenarios. Well, okay, let me take a step back. I think for most, most people that I've ever worked with, it comes on the heels of being caught. Very rarely have I had somebody come to me because the husband out of their own volition and initiation, like them taking the lead on it and telling his wife and then getting help that way, it's very, very uncommon. Almost everybody that I've ever worked with, it's because he gets caught. And so I think, understandably, a lot of women struggle with that because of what that feels like that means for them. So I want to share with you a couple of different examples of, you know, some scenarios that I've seen before and give you some direction and feedback as to how to address this. And so I've worked with plenty of people in the past where I guess there's a couple different categories. Um, Number one, in terms of like the phase of where they are. So one category is the first discovery, right? It's the first time that a wife finds out her husband's struggling. There's another category where he's discovered and then he goes back into the pattern then he's discovered and then he goes back into it again and hides and that thing happens however many times it does until eventually they decide to get help so there's those two different you know it's this uh, i guess it's the same path it's just when somebody intervenes whether they get caught the first time or the fifth time there needs to be some kind of you know we need to intervene to change the trajectory of the way things are going And so I've worked with people after the very first instance where husband is found out and it, of course, devastates the wife. And as a result of that, as a result of seeing the pain that it causes, it can kickstart him into action and address the issue so that he can resolve it and move on and move forward without the problem following him. And he's able to learn how to be there for his wife and comfort her and rebuild the trust, do all of the right things. And it happens as a result of that initial discovery. And so it's very common for a wife to say like, well, he has been doing this. I found out last week that he's been doing this and we've been married for however long, right? It could be five, 10, 20, 30 years. And she just finds out it's completely blindsided. 
So she has a really hard time making sense of this, especially because it's like, well, if I didn't catch you, it's already been 10 years, it's already been 20 years, like would this have kept going? The reality, the truth, the uh, for a lot of people, the reality is that unfortunately, the pattern continues until there's some kind of an event that sheds light on it. And again, it doesn't always happen that way, but the majority of the people that I've worked with, that's the case. And I know there are a lot of people out there who uh, the wife will have a conversation with her husband and say, listen, pornography, whether they're dating, whether it's early marriage, whether like somehow the conversation comes up and the wife will say, this is like, I'm not okay with this. Do you struggle with this? And if the man is struggling with it, sometimes he'll say, yes, I do. But more often than not, he'll either minimize it and say, not really, or I used to in the past, or, you know, a little bit, that's not, that kind of stuff just kind of pops up on my social media, but it's not really an issue for me. Or he'll say no, and it's not really fully disclosed. And so this initial conversation that a wife has with her husband or while they're dating, she then will say, this is not okay with me. I don't want this in our relationship. Do you understand? And he'll say, of course. And if he's already struggling with this, then when it's revealed later, it's an even harder situation for her because she'll say, I told him how much this matters to me, yet it happened anyways, yet he did it anyways. And so I had this, uh, as I was having a conversation with a, a couple, I, I had this image come to my mind of like, I, I imagined an asteroid, right? An asteroid has a fixed path or trajectory that it's on. And in space, nothing just changes trajectory without some kind of an outside force acting on it because there's no gravity. So once you, you know, once something is propelled in a certain direction, it will maintain that direction. And so I had this idea, this kind of thought that a lot of times when husbands are on, a, on their own trajectory where it's so critical to understand why this happens and how this develops. Because if a wife can't understand that, it's really hard to reconcile and move forward without any degree of understanding. Because without understanding, without predictability, there's no safety. She can't let her walls down if she don't. She if he, she doesn't know what happens or what happened, what led to it. Because then she will not know if he can address it or if he's doing anything different. How is he going to ensure that it's not going to keep happening if he doesn't know how he got there in the first place? And so as a, a part of the process, when I work with couples, it's critical. I help them better understand and articulate how and why this happened. And for most men, when they struggle with this issue, it develops long before they ever even meet their wife. Oftentimes, it's like early adolescence. And so what happens is they're exposed to pornography or masturbation. It becomes like the brain emits these feel-good chemicals, oxytocin, uh, dopamine. It's like the brain is the, the reward center in the brain is activated because that's how we're designed. We're, we're sexual beings. And that's like by design, that's, that is wired into us for the, the continuation of our, of our race. And so nature obviously rewards that so that people will procreate and have more kids so that the race will continue. Right? So when he's exposed to this, when he's young, he realizes that this is an escape from pain if he's struggling with something, whether it's inadequacy, whether it's fears, whether it's anxiety or loneliness. It's a very, very quick way for somebody to distract themselves from how they feel. So that's oftentimes how it develops. It becomes this pattern where if they don't really feel 
safe themselves or connected or if there's trauma or if there's you know issues that are happening in their life if they're not able to resolve those the the brain will just want to get away from it then naturally and so or understandably rather so so after that early exposure it then starts just through repetition becoming a habit and a pattern and then it gets kind of wired into the to the brain where it becomes subconscious it becomes this activity that happens to get away from pain without really much thought without really much you know it, it's just it, it kind of just is almost automatic where the thought will pop in, temptation shows up, person will just act on it. And then it's like, then they start to experience problems as a result of this. They feel bad. It affects their self-esteem. It affects their spirituality. Like there's issues that come along with this. They feel guilt. And then they make attempts to stop. But without really addressing the core of the problem, oftentimes the attempts are not either sustainable or they just don't work. There's ineffective and so for years and years and years, somebody's on that trajectory where it's, it's this pattern that they've been using to cope with pain. Now, fast forward 20 years, 30 years, however long, they get into a relationship with somebody. And when the, you know, if they get married, the wife will say, this is not okay with me. And the husband says, yes, I agree. It's not okay with me either. I, I don't want this in my life either. Or it's not really that big of a deal. But on the inside, he's thinking like, I got to stop this which is not a new thought for him because most of the time people have tried to stop countless times but have been unable. And so going back to this image in my head about this asteroid, that trajectory had been set decades before they ever got into a relationship. So what I see in my mind is the asteroid is moving forward on this trajectory and then some, you know, then it's like somebody else joins it alongside of it so they're traveling down this path of life now together. But he is on this trajectory and she didn't like change that trajectory by having that conversation usually. Because he's already had that conversation with himself again, I don't know, how, countless times about how much he wants to stop. So when she reinforces that, this is I think a really common sticking point for the wives. They say, he knew how important this was to me, yet he lied to me and did it anyways. So this is how I'm trying to explain it, this idea of a trajectory, this asteroid that's on the trajectory. When something or someone comes alongside him, he's still on that path unless something happens to change it. This is where this idea of getting caught comes in. I can't tell you how many clients that I've worked with where the husband will say, like, a part of me wished and hoped that I would get caught so finally, this would come out into the light so I could actually fully and actively deal with this and not have this be this secret thing in the dark anymore. A part of them wants to be caught because they'll say that the fear of revealing it themselves is so intense. The fear that if she finds out that I have been doing this for this long, despite the conversation that we had early on, if she finds out, she's going to leave. And that's the last thing that I want. So I just like, it's this paralyzing fear of I can't let her know. But what I'm doing is not okay. And they're kind of caught in this limbo place. So when it comes to light, it can be such a relief for so many men because they don't want to have this secret and problem continuing to affect them or affecting the people that are around them. So now that the, the discovery is made, it's as if there's a crash 
at the collision in the asteroid, which opens up a path for him to then do it differently. The conversation I was having with somebody earlier today was in, in session. He, he says, usually adults, it requires a crisis for adults to change. And I was like, yeah, there's, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. And so when a husband gets caught, it then is like this collision to the asteroid, which allows the trajectory to change completely. Now, it's not fair and it's not right that she is so deeply affected by her choice, his choices, right? Because I can hear in my mind her say, but how is that fair? How is that right that I'm, I'm the collateral in this? I'm the one who's being affected by this. I'm the one who hit the asteroid, right? It was me who suffered as I got hit by this thing. And I, I agree, like, it's not okay that this happened. And going back to the original question of the podcast is, would he have ever changed? Well, a lot of people, a lot of people are stuck on that trajectory. And it takes some event to interrupt and help that, help the asteroid change directions altogether and really get the help that they need so that it does not continue down that trajectory. So I hope that that resonates as I share that with you, that this idea that this is this pattern has formed many, many years before somebody ever even meets their future spouse oftentimes. And something often is necessary to create a new trajectory, or at least there's an opening and so going back to this initial, like these two categories, or, or I guess it's the same, you know, it's the same, it's the same uh, process, right? Whether you're discovered the first time and you take action or you're discovered the fifth time, what's the difference? I think, uh, oh, I guess there's a couple things that I want to say to this. So, so when, let me speak to this first situation. When somebody is initially discovered and then they get into, uh, they get into getting active help and they resolve the issue and they resolve the reason why it's happened in the first place, it doesn't have to be an issue anymore. It doesn't have to continue on. And some people have such a dramatic shift on the inside of them that they say, I'm never going back. And and most people who have those dramatic shifts, the commitment to not go back is solid. But without truly addressing it, without really being able to get underneath and figure out why it happened, most people will eventually slide back to these old patterns. There have been some people that I've worked with where that initial break in the pattern is so intense and just the reveal itself, the lack of secrecy, now that it's out in the open, for for some people, that's enough to totally change the pattern. By and large, for most far majority of the people, it requires then the action to sustain the new trajectory. So he needs to get into some kind of a process to help him deal with what's happening and overcome the actual root of the problem so he doesn't slip back into the old pattern. And so this is, this, this is exactly why after the first discovery, the conversation will of course be had again. The wife will say, this is not acceptable. She'll often be completely devastated in, in, in a puddle of tears talking about how could he do this? What, like, what's wrong? What's going on? How could this have happened? Do you even really love me? Like the whole thing, right? The whole the whole discovery process is so painful and shocking. The husband will then recommit. I will never do this again. I'm so sorry. You're right. I shouldn't have been doing this. I'm not going to do it ever again. And those commitments, most of the time, 
again, at least for the people that I work, the people that I work with, the commitments are sincere. Husband really means what he says. I'm not going to do this anymore. And he believes it and he's firm in that. The difficulty is that without addressing the reason why, it's just not sustainable, which is why that he then can go a couple of weeks or months even without slipping again, but then it then it slowly creeps back in. There's another setback. He falls back into the old pattern, then he goes right back into hiding because he thinks to himself, how can I tell her that I've messed up again? I saw what damage that did to her. The last thing that I want to do is hurt her. So he goes back into hiding, which of course makes it worse, but I can understand that, right? And I think, I hope people, as you're listening to this, you can understand the the, the position. I'm not saying I'm, I'm justifying or excusing this, but I, I can understand it. The fear of, I never want her to feel the way that I saw her feel. So now he goes back into this, like, and most people, again, sometimes the husband will be forthright and share, but it's very, very difficult given the impact that it's going to have on her. And again, please don't misunderstand that I'm justifying this at all because the lies are what really, you know, that's a big part of what really messes things up. But I can understand why there would be that temptation to not tell the truth because he doesn't want to hurt her. Now, of course, that has to happen. Of course, he needs to address it directly. But most of the time, a lot of the times uh, that I've seen, this is why they go back into hiding. Husbands will go back into hiding. And then there will be another disclosure, another reveal. The same conversation will take place. He will commit again. And if he doesn't have the tools to actually address it, again, it's like this is the pattern, right? It just becomes this ongoing thing. And sometimes after the first discovery, the husband will say like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to handle this. This will be done. And then he slips and he's like, maybe this is actually a bigger issue for me than I thought. And then he'll try even harder to address it. And if it doesn't work and he slips up again, then it becomes an even bigger issue in his mind. He becomes even more aware. This is out. This is like outside of my ability to handle this on my own. And a lot of times that's when people will jump in and say like, I'm going to actively take a, a, a different approach to address this. So everybody's path is a little different, but that's typically the progression of things. And ideally it just, it's, it's caught before it. Ideally it's like, Ideally, it's addressed and it's in the light. Most of the time, like I said, it's not. But then when it becomes clear and it comes into the light, we want that to be taken care of then. And so for a lot of people, it is the initial discovery and getting caught is what can help change the trajectory and open up an even wider path to actively address the problem. And so I think some women will then ask, well, why didn't he do this sooner? Why didn't he take action on this sooner? If we had that initial conversation and he really did understand that this was this was an issue for me or that initial discovery happened and he saw me crying on the floor and he saw like I couldn't eat for a week and, it, and I couldn't sleep, like didn't that register for him? Why wasn't that enough to get him to stop? This goes back to what I was just sharing. For so many men, after that experience, they do make a commitment and they do try to stop. But without the right tools, those efforts are often just ineffective and they ultimately don't bring the resolution and the closure that need to happen. So it isn't that it wasn't enough. It isn't that he didn't want to have this freedom sooner. It's that for so many people, they've been trying to work on this for years 
and they already have been trying to address this. But again, the key is getting the right type of help. And when I say that, I'm referring specifically to addressing the core of the problem, dealing with why they're coping with their struggle. It's dealing with why they're coping using that mechanism in the first place. And once you can identify what that is and then deal with it, then it's permanent, then it's sustainable. Then he actually can align with that decision of I'm not going to go back. And so when a wife says, well, why didn't you do this sooner? Why didn't you do this before I even caught you? And we had that conversation initially. Or why didn't you do this on the second or third time I discovered? Why are we doing this now eight, nine, ten times? And I think, again, it so often goes back to that piece. Doing it on your own when it's outside of your ability, when it has grown bigger than you, it's not going to work. And so I think this is, I think we can understand this in many other aspects of life. Like if you're, if you want to learn a new skill, the fastest way to learn a new skill is to work with somebody or hire somebody who's already done it or somebody who's already done or helped you do what you're looking to do. If you're, if you're wanting to get better at algebra and you're really, really serious about it, you hire a tutor. Because they know what to do. They know how to guide you through the pitfalls. They know how to just walk you through the thing. If you want to learn how to build a website, if you want to learn how to start a blog, the easiest, fastest way to address this, yes, there's a ton of information on the internet, of course. So there's like things that people can do to get information and education. The rubber meets the road when you're taking action and you have somebody there helping guide you through the pitfalls. And if you have tried on your own and you have not been able to be successful, it's so, so helpful to have somebody guide you through the process. I hope that these podcasts are offering at least on some level of help. I truly am like, I I give away everything on the podcast. Like there's no, there's no secrets that I'm holding back. Like I want people to be successful. I also know that it's, it's so helpful to have a guide along the way so I can give away all the information and great run with it. I truly hope that it helps. And then if you need an extra level of help, like I'd love to support you if this is the thing that you're wanting to work on. But again, in any area of life, whatever activity or task or skill you want to learn, the fastest way is just to get help. And once you have the help that can guide your path and direct you in the way of being able to be successful with the thing you're trying to learn, then like you're, you're able to put it behind you. You've got the skill. Like when I, I, I like playing piano. So my mom, when I was young, made us start taking lessons. I wasn't going to learn how to play piano on my own. So I took lessons and I learned. And then after I have a foundation and a baseline because somebody else taught me, then I can improvise. Then I can go off and create my own stuff and do whatever else. But having some help along the way. And after there's an initial discovery, a window opens up to truly get that help and take an active approach towards it. And so, like I said, I hope the podcast, the information that you're learning here is a part of that process for you because as you're learning and hearing about these tools and ways to approach certain situations like this is a this is the place where you can start to take those steps and really address it and so i would encourage you i I hope that this has been helpful to illuminate how this could have happened and try to make sense of why didn't this happen sooner and how come this didn't get addressed sooner and why did i have to catch him i hope this really clarifies that a little bit so that now that it's out in the light the goal the 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 the, the need, the necessity is to then take action and start to address it. It can't just be another recommitment. All right, you know, I, you're right. I, I, I shouldn't be doing this. I promise I'm not going to do this again. I think that's great. We need that commitment, but it has to be followed up 
with the action that will sustain that level of resolution. So as you are, wherever you are in your process, whether this you're, you're just finding out about the first disclosure or this is the 10th disclosure, I would, I would encourage you and, and really, really, like, I hope that you're getting the support that you need and you're getting the information that you need and you're taking action on the information. And if stuff comes up, again, that's where the help comes in. It's helpful to just kind of get work, to have somebody work you through the process. So you're not doing it alone. You don't have to figure it out on your own. And it just speeds up everything about this. And so I appreciate that the fact that you guys are listening to this and this is a part of the help is just getting educated, getting information and tools so that you can then take action and ultimately cause a, a change in your life and in your relationship. So I I, uh, I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode and truly will continue to encourage you to implement these tools, take action, create a new trajectory so that you can find that peace that you've been ultimately hoping for. All right, thanks everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Wait, before you go, I'm offering free access for my podcast listeners to a course I created. So make sure you go to coupleshealing.org so you can get some tools to start the healing process individually and in your relationship. Or if you want even more support and you'd like to work with me directly, you can contact me with the info that's on that website as well. I'm excited for you to make progress on your journey.